<laughs> Nothing's going your way. You've had a bad day. It's good to keep it simple. Michelle and Seth say take a deep breath from fade to gray. It's mental. It is with bated breath I bring you an episode of Mental. It truly is an exciting time because Mental has kind of been off the off the map for the last few months. There haven't been a few episodes out, and there's a good reason for that. As part of Mental, um, we're part of the Fade to Gray podcast network. And through that network, we recently released an online conference that was free to the entire world. And we brought on some really big guests and had a lot of fun. And in all of this process, um, Fade to Gray podcast has decided to launch the network officially. And so I've been working on that. And in the process of doing this, I have decided to completely rebrand Mental Podcast. And in doing so, I am bringing on a new co-host by the name of Michelle Collins. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So I'm like so (laughs) excited about this. Me too. Um, you and I met through a podcast through Carl Forehand. I think it's called Too Many Podcasters. Actually, I think we met before then. Did we? You had put you put a post on Facebook about do you have a special skill or a special knowledge set yeah. or something like that? And I had responded about deconstruction. Yeah. So you had asked me to come on Fade to Gray. Yeah. And then we became friends after that. But yes, we both are a part of Too Many Podcasters. But let's talk right. about where you're at now. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am, well, I don't know. Do you want to know business? Do you want to? <laughs> well, that's a really good question. Uh, what do you uh, think, what do you think uh, our listeners would like to know about you? I don't know. I'm an accountant. I have a master's degree in business administration, although I doubt that that's very interesting. Um, well, I also smart. am. You're good with numbers. I am not. I'm good with numbers. Yeah, that's true. I also am in the middle of a doctorate in psychology. Oh. Um, So that's been very time consuming and daunting on some level. Uh, I also am the host of another podcast, if there can be that many. Of course. um, Called Bookish. The canon continues Mm -hmm. with choir publishing, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a bi-weekly podcast around different books and, and their spiritual application, whether they're secular or spiritual, and how they apply to our lives. Uh, I don't know. That's all the pertinent stuff, I guess. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I the, the whole point here, I think, a ca- point here, I think it's interesting, <laughs> both an accountant and then a doctorate in psychology. That yeah. Those are two very different worlds. Am I wrong? Well, there is a correlation, okay. and it's funny because I had I had to defend this to my husband as well when I decided to go back to school. <laughs> He's like, "What are you doing? You have business degrees." Um, the reality is, my business is about twenty years old, and and throughout that twenty years, I've worked with quite a lot of small to medium sized businesses mm-hmm. that are, of course, trying to do well. Right. Um, and what I have found through the years is that many times 
the lack of doing well is solely in the lap of the owner or operator of the business, not because they don't want to be successful, but for whatever reason, there's something keeping them from being successful Hmm. that they may not even be aware of. And so the more I began to identify that, I got very interested in the psychology behind business. And so that was my entrance, if you will, into the subject matter. However, since then, I went through a religious deconstruction. And as I started thinking about you know, the psychology behind that, that became more the main, the main draw, but I still do use a lot of psychology in Mm -hmm. my business as well. Um, in helping business owners overcome some of their own obstacles. Uh, it doesn't always work. They don't always listen, but we try. But you can try and that's all you really (laughs) can can do, you know? Right. Um, Right. One of the reasons I'm really excited, um, for bringing you on as a co-host of mental is this this conversation around deconstruction um, and looking mm-hmm. at its impact? I personally, yeah. as a professional and just as a person, like I have been completely shaped by my religious experience. And oh, of course, yeah. Um, looking at how that has changed and progressed in my coming out as a homosexual um, and, and everything that happened along within that um, has completely shaped my mental health and completely shaped my perspective of the world. Um, So I'm really excited because I feel like you're going to bring a perspective that we need to hear. Um, And maybe even me, I think maybe, maybe even I need to hear the words that you may share with us. So um, I'm I'm very excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it's going to be mutually beneficial. So That is my hope. Um, and <laughs> for those of you uh, who do not, haven't listened to uh, prior episodes, now that this is going to be the first episode of Mental on the Fade to Gray Network, my name is Seth Schulter. Um, I am a licensed clinical social worker, and I do hold a master's degree in healthcare administration. I'm essentially a co-host or uh one of the co-hosts of the Fade to Gray podcast and uh, grew up in a small town, um, was going to go into the ministry until I realized I was gay, completely kind of shook everything up um, and found myself in a career of social work. And so what I'm hoping through this podcast is that one, I'm able to kind of talk about the things that I've gone through because I personally feel that our lived experience is not only beneficial in sharing, but also in hearing others and what they have gone through. What do you think about that, Michelle? Oh, I think that's absolutely valid. Um, And you and I have had these conversations before. Our our religious background is, of course, subjective. Each one of us comes from a different place. Uh, When we begin to deconstruct that background, we each come from a different perspective or a different place, and we may experience it differently. Mm -hmm. So the idea of being able to have a discourse with regard to that subject, as well as listening to other people's experience, actually opens up the field a little bit more. It allows each of us to understand we're not... Although our experience may be our own, we're not alone. Right. And, and I think that's really important in that process. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very, very beneficial. Oh, I, I agree. Um, and that's really one of the things I'm wanting mental to do um, is to be a place where we can unpack um, our own personal experiences, but also bring people on to talk about theirs um, and, right. and really providing a safe place. One of the things, and and we've floated this idea, and I'm actually going to announce it now because I'm already 100% (laughs) on board with it, Um, but 
I also, as part of this podcast, want to include a call-in line, um, a place where uh, you can call in um, and leave a voicemail and share with us your story, um, any questions you have, or even if you just need to vent things out. But Michelle, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts? Well, I love the idea because, um, I, as, it, as I said, people need to know they're not alone. Uh, I think that you used the right word, vent. Sometimes we yes. all need to vent. Um, we need people listening that we know ha- at least have some basis of understanding in what we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe we just have a question. Um, I spoke with a lady today who, who was sharing an experience with me, and she said, is that normal? And I said, well, normal is, is subjective. And I feel like I use that word so much, but it's true. Normal is subjective. We can't, we can't balance an experience and say, well, you know, is it, does it balance with somebody else's? Does it jive with somebody else's? It may be normal for us, but more than likely somebody else going through that process is going to recognize it right. or have experienced it on some level mm-hmm. so that we, we are able to find that connection because that is the, the biggest complaint that I've come across in this whole process is that lack of relationship or community. One ends up feeling so very isolated or alone. And so being able to make those connections is vital. Yes. Um, so I love the idea that they get to do that. Um, I think we have to be careful though, and make sure they understand that it's not counseling. Right. Right. <laughs> it's just sharing. So. Correct. And there is a yes. difference. Um, very much so. There is a big difference. So um, we're not here as you, to be a counselor. Um, we're here as right. a peer, um, kind of reviewing things that have happened, um, and then also maybe providing feedback that could be helpful. But there is nothing um, that compares to counseling in this regard. And so just want to throw that out. That's a really good add-on because we are not here to provide counseling but support. And right. that is what we're really hoping with the call in line. And there will be more details about that um, as time progresses. Um, but I do want to just drop that because I think that's going to be a really cool thing um, that we'll be able to do here on air. And then mm-hmm. also, um, one of the things Michelle and I have been speaking about is in regards to maybe developing themes as we move forward. Um, so having conversations, whether it be just Michelle and I discussing material or whether we're interviewing someone with some knowledge or personal experience related to a specific topic, um, we will break things down into categories. And we've already picked our first category. So tell us a little bit about that, Michelle. Oh, my goodness. We are going to be looking at something called imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, it's not official in the DSM, in the Diagnostic Manual at all, but it is something that is very well known. And it affects a large number of people, myself included. I just didn't know that there was a name for what I was experiencing. Um, But basically, the idea that we're not comfortable with our achievements, we still continue to feel not good enough. Mm -hmm. um, And are just waiting for somebody to tell us we are an imposter in our chosen field or our chosen vocation or whatever it is that we may be working with. Um, so I think it's going to be a really great conversation because like I said, I, I think a lot of people suffer from it and they may not even know that there's a name for it. Right. So. Well, and I think to some degree, I think we all struggle with it. I It's almost yeah. like it, you can't be human and live in today's society, especially America, if you're listening in America, like without some form of the imposter syndrome. Um, I, and I experience it on so many levels. So I'm very much looking forward to to really diving into that. And, and both Michelle are actually, Michelle and I are reading some books on the topic to really kind of dive in and maybe get some some 
some bigger perspectives on it. Right. As we move forward, what are some things you think our listeners should know? Oh boy. Um, that we're just normal everyday people. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right. We, we may have, we may have some kind of background or vocation that's involved in the mental health field. Um, I will tell you that that is one of the things that I actually struggle with as far as imposter syndrome goes. I am in a, the doctorate program for psychology, but I have no credentials in that. Mm. And so I get very uncomfortable when people allude to me as somebody that is in the psychology field or psychologist, or I have to in- instantly correct them. Like, hold on. I don't have any credentials for that yet. Um, but, but we are just everyday normal people. We are experiencing the same things that other people are experiencing. We, uh, deal with, you know, anxiety or depression or, you know, extreme highs and extreme lows. It, it, that's part of life. And so part of this conversation is not only how do we talk about these topics and make it you know, advantageous for the people that are listening, but how do we make it advantageous for both of us as well? Right. Um, and, and being able to support one another mm-hmm. from a mental health perspective with the things that come up in life, because yeah. that's going to happen mm-hmm. and being vulnerable and open about those things, I think is beneficial to both of us, but also to other people. Absolutely. And kind of, yeah. r- kind of rolling off of that. Um, another thing that I really want to include Um, in our mental episodes is what I want to call a mental minute. Um, Essentially a time where we can like honestly just check in on how we are doing. Um, So for the first episode here on the Fade to Gray Network, I would like a mental minute. Let's do a mental minute. Let's talk about real life. (laughs) So we've talked about what, who we are, what we want the podcast to be like, Um, We gave a little intro into some things we're hoping to incorporate, including the call-in line, um, as well as our first uh, topic. I will say that we did do an interview um, during the Fade to Gray Big Tent Revival, the free online conference that Fade to Gray held, and that will be the next episode out. Um, But following that uh, is where we will start to dive into the imposter syndrome. But now that we've done all of that, Tell me, how have you been holding up? Oh, well, God, you know, 2020 has just been so sedate and kind of boring. <laughs> what? No, honestly. Boring. I mean, honestly. I think that's the last thing that I would <laughs> no, say. No, I know. I was being facetious, uh, obviously. So. But I mean, you know, we're, we're dealing with a global pandemic, yes. which in, in and of itself is enough for quite a lot of people to just be done at that point. Right. Um, and then we throw, <laughs> then we throw into it, um, you know, a lot of racial tension, a lot of, uh, you know, riots and protests around the country. It's a political election year. I mean, this is shaping up to be, you know, one of the most historic years, I think, on the books. So I think it's normal if we're all feeling just a tiny bit of apprehension or anxiety. Yeah. Um, I myself am. Uh, and struggling with that on a daily basis. And then more into the personal, I'm getting ready for a cross-country move. So that's wildly frustrating and anxiety-producing and (laughs) all of those things. I'm pretty sure that moving is one of the most stressful things. I mean, in a person, like uh, transition-wise, it's one of the most stressful. And you said you're moving cross-country, so you're going to be moving states. Cross-country. Yeah, we're moving from California to Tennessee. So we're having to sell a home. We're having to buy a home. We're having to pack up our lives, which have been here for over 30 years. Wow. Um, Our our kids were raised in this home. And so it's very, very emotional. Mm 
Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a big thing. And, and, you know, I looked at my husband the other day and I said, is this the year we need to do this? Because honestly, <laughs> this was the plan at the beginning of the year before the year just totally right. fell apart. But like, maybe we should revise, but we decided we're still going to go ahead. So I figure is if it's going to be stress inducing, let's just do it all at once. <laughs> Just let's just go it ahead out. and make it just, just, <laughs> just yeah, get let's it out just, of the way yeah let's just roll with the punches let's go get it out of the <laughs> i'm way. still waiting on the murder hornets though so <laughs> what happened to them like that was a know. huge thing it was reported on okay all i the think they network. looked at the united St- i think they looked at the united states and went no <laughs> <laughs> They're like, listen no. you have too much going on exactly we need attention and you're not going to give it to us. Yeah, I that's, don't... this isn't working for us. <laughs> I do want to know where they went. Like, did they even too. come? Did it even happen? Was it a false exactly. story? Yeah. Like, what happened I mean, there? that's the stuff that you just take with a grain of salt and wait to see if it actually comes to pass, right. you know? <laughs> because it's one of those things that could come around. Like, we say this now, know. by the time this podcast airs, who knows? The country that's could exactly be right. swarmed with murder hornets. <laughs> oh, God, let's hope not. <laughs> It could happen, though. It was reported. I agree. Uh, so. so, yeah. All right. What does your mental state look like? Well, I mean, I'm working from home full time, which, quite honestly, I love. Uh, right. I am the biggest fan of this um, ever to be able to, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't even like, have to take a real break. I could, like, put myself on mute and on, uh, you know, taking my video off on Zoom and go use the restroom and come back and no one would notice. Like, this is amazing. Um, yeah. But if we want to talk about the anxiety of everything that's going on, I really think that COVID has come back. Um, I, yeah. I don't, I think with all the protests and all the, everything that's been happening in the streets, I really feel like we're going to have a resurgence. Um, and that has me a little bit concerned. Um, I have epilepsy, and so I already have a pretty compromised immune system. And so uh, that has me a little anxious. And then the racial uh, relations of what, what's happening in the country. I, this is un, it, it feels unprecedented. It feels like we're on the verge of a, like a race war. Um, or yes. or at least that is what the news is portraying. If you talk to Chris from Fade to Gray, he's going to say that's that's news <laughs> spin. Um, but that's really how it feels right now. Yeah. And as a white privileged male, you know, knowing how to respond in every situation is actually kind of difficult. Uh, getting on social media right now is terrifying. Um, it is. Have t- have you experienced any like social media qualms? <sighs> Honestly, I've, I mean, when, when all of the, uh, when George Floyd was murdered yeah. and that all started, I was very vocal because I was very emotional and very upset. Um, and at the same time, I felt ultimately responsible for being vocal, um, from a place of privilege. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, it's that idea, like, if you're going to tell the police that they need to police themselves, then. Right. Me as a white person, maybe we need to police ourselves as well and say, you all are acting inappropriate. But then I would vacillate like, well, my voice doesn't need to be heard. I need to elevate voices of people of color. So I would vacillate. I don't know what the right reaction is. Mm -hmm. I don't. And I know I'm going to step in it. And I'm I'm really loathe to do that. that, (laughs) That that dichotomy is where I've been really finding myself struggling. Um, because mm-hmm. I've had, I mean, I was just on social media recently and saw a white person tell another, tell an, 
tell a black person what racism is. Oh, for um, and I was sake. like, <laughs> excuse me. Like we can take advocacy to another level and use our privilege right. in a way that actually minimizes black voices. Um, and so there's this, there's yes. this fine line. Um, and so I've been kind of teetering on that and kind of trying to figure out what is the best approach. Right. And it just, with everything happening and, and really st- still being in quarantine, I mean, I feel like the country's yeah. <laughs> opening up, but we shouldn't be. So I'm still, to some extent, quarantining and finding myself spending a lot of time alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is very bothersome for me. I don't do well um, when it's just me and the TV <laughs> and the cat. Um, I, need, I need more interaction. And so... Um, I'm, I, Are you extroverted or introverted? I don't know. You sound you sound extroverted. Oh, I I think I'm introverted. I never. I think it, I vacillate between the two. I am wildly introverted. Are you? Like I can go weeks at a time in the house by myself with no family, and as long as my dog's here, I'm good to go. See, <laughs> I think I'm introverted, except my ego gets in the way. Like <laughs> I'm introverted, except I like attention. So I like. Okay. It's why I'm part of Fade to Gray. Um, you know, <laughs> I like. I don't know if you've ever been in the fade degree Marco Polo, but I mean, I'm all about the attention. Yes. So, but I'm introverted, like in nature. It's weird. Uh, uh, well, I mean, again, again, this will be a word that I use a lot. Everything's on a spectrum, right? So maybe you fall more into the middle of the introversion extroversion. Yeah, I don't timeline. Know. I don't know. But anyhow, I'm far to the introverted side. I mean, I can do this and I can speak in front of large groups of people. I can I can do all of that, but I'm incredibly uncomfortable while I do. And afterwards, I need to be left alone for a long time. Really? So, yeah. So I know I'm definitely introverted. Well, so. <laughs> and the whole thing with that is, one, you need to spend time alone afterwards. You know what you need. Um, mm-hmm. And that's also something I want to kind of talk about here with mental about when we have these interviews and we have these discussions, yes, we're not going to be providing you with counseling, but what we are going to talk about is lived experience. And we're going to talk about the things that have worked for us. And, and really when we talk about mental health, one of the things you're going to hear me talk about a lot on this show are coping strategies and knowing the things that help you when you are struggling um, and so those are just, a, it's kind of a, this is a short episode to kind of just provide you a snapshot um, of what I want this show to be and who your hosts are going to be. Uh, but I am very, very excited um, for what's going to happen next. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited too. Me too. Welcome back to Four and Toe Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and I'm here to talk to you about my show. Four and Toe Podcast is created by me, Elizabeth, a homeschool mom with the goal of encouraging parents on their journeys through homeschooling. From unschooling to the classical approach, I explore all styles and forms of homeschooling, ultimately to remind you, the parent, that you've got this. From the Fade to Gray Network, check out the Four and Toe Podcast.